0: A radio show that confesses Christ without
1: confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio.
0: Is that Jesus can return at any time. He's not waiting for a Japanese nuclear power plant to melt down? No. He, he, the thing that's holding him back is his patience and love for lost humanity and nothing else. Um, there, 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 there are no events that need to occur before Jesus comes back. And so seeing all the things that happen around us and saying, hey, hey, that means Jesus
1: is coming. The answer is no, no. That's wrong. That's a wrong way of looking at it. Jesus can come at any moment. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And Luther says the only way that uh, the pronoun me... And God could be in the same sentence is by this verb, "have mercy."
0: I've got—I've given myself the new nickname. I've thrown aside all the other accolades that you toss at me so freely, Evan. Uh, like, yeah, they—they—they uh, they, they, they feel like wine bull rider. Year. Yeah, and uh, what else am
1: I? I? I can't remember. I can't remember them, them all either. Them. They're just too <laughs> numerous. <laughs> I want to start out with an apology because oh, yeah. when I made this wager on the flight from Paris to Toronto. I didn't consider it would be the listener that would be suffering in all of this. But uh, I'm sorry, listener. You uh, are going yeah, to have to do that's right. This.
0: I lost a bet. I'm planning, I'm doing all the show prep for the next month <laughs> because I missed the flight that I was supposed to get and Evan knew I was going to miss it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, Pastor Wolfmüller thought, oh, an hour connection on an international flight? No problem. I'll do that. No problem. <laughs> And then we left yeah, 45 I know. minutes late.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: An hour would have been plenty of
0: time. It was just
1: 15 minutes, one terminal to the next. Oh, man. And so, so you're doing home, all the way. show prep, and then you ask me, uh, how do you do show prep anyway? <laughs> what is this thing, show prep? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. unfortunately, our listeners are going to have to suffer through this. So you tell us, Pastor Wolfman, what we're doing today. So we're going to do this
0: thing in the first, uh, uh, what's it called, segment that I just thought of, and that is emails and buzzwords. Brilliant. And then after that, we're going to do preaching to Hollywood. And then after that, we're going to go and play this game, my favorite, called Name That Document in the Lutheran Confessions. Nice. That'll be good. Yeah. Okay, so here's an email, ready, from Lucinda. Okay. Of course I will be right voting for
1: superstition. Nobody lays down the funk like Stevie. (laughs) Oh, poor yeah. Pastor Wolfmuller. See, uh, oh. for our 300th episode, we did the the best of, and I think as our listeners had voted, they wanted to hear this, that first segment again when we had our our contest of of theme music, bump music, and a few of the listeners. Jackie this writes, was live. "Here's
0: another here's another email. <laughs> Jackie writes, Pastor Wolfmuller's song
1: gets my vote. Woot! All the all <laughs> these emails console Pastor Wolfmuller from his."
0: So, yeah. The funny so thing is, we got if, the, if, if Pastor Wolfley would have won this bet,
1: <laughs> if Pastor Wolfley won the bet, you would have had to listen to superstition for a whole month. So yeah, that's true. That's right. If I would have made the flight,
0: the the opening bump was going to be Superstition. Is that what the bet was? Yeah. Dang, I should have hustled.
1: Yeah, you should. I did. I was
0: running. Forget your luggage. Just leave it. Let's go. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> shows, I yeah, was so did up. I
1: Seventy-five percent of us lost our luggage at some point during the trip. <laughs> yeah, to Madagascar and back. I was, I was the the first person to, and everybody else wanted to be like me. It was like, you know, Evan's got the right <laughs> idea, not having to worry about luggage in this whole thing. I think all
0: yeah. And your luggage is still wandering around Paris, right? <laughs> is it? How about this, dear listener? Evan lost his luggage somewhere between San Francisco and Montreal. I think that's probably where it was lost. And it gets to Paris a day late. And we, you call from Madagascar to see where it is. And they're trying to deliver it to our hotel in Paris.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so an absolute so mess. then I tell him just to, just to <laughs> sit at home, you know. And I called yesterday, and they said, oh, well, last time it was scanned, it was in Turin, France. <laughs> where never, even is never Turin? been
0: <laughs> Turin, France? How did it get there? Yeah, I think, that's, a, I think so, that's where the auction is. Our <laughs> Our whole trip, uh, Evans. Like this, man. I feel sorry for you guys having to lug around all that luggage. <laughs> that was taking forever for you guys to get your luggage until the sec- until the security people well, we- <laughs> are going through your carry on on the way back, and they need a gas
1: mask. Well, yeah. I mean, so we land in Antananarivo, Madagascar, and the airport's about the size of your pastor study there at Hope Lutheran Church, and and three three flights land at the same time. So there's fifteen hundred people trying to get their luggage at the same time. Oh, I'm glad I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure you are. (sighs) I've got a buzzword for you. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Let's have it. Post-millennialism. And uh, Theopedia says, The post-millennialist believes that the millennium is an era, not necessarily a literal thousand years, during which Christ will reign over the earth, not from a literal and earthly throne, but through the gradual increase of the gospel and its power to change lives. After this gradual Christianization of the world, Christ will return and immediately usher the church into their eternal state after judging the wicked. This is called post-millennialism because, by its view, Christ will return after the millennium.
0: Yeah, isn't that something? You know who came out as a post kind of a light post was this uh, reformed fellow, uh, R.C. Sproul. Oh, in his okay. book on the yeah. end times—he's kind of post There is postmillennialism a... has its great had a big heyday, but it's kind of it's kind of wrecked by like World War One and World War Two. Everyone says, "Well, maybe things aren't getting better."
1: And I think it had its strain in uh, the Reformed theology. Um, but then you also have the guys like uh, Kim Rillberger, who uh, who are defenders of amillennialism. So uh, you yeah. know, you have it all in, in the Reformed Church, right? Yeah, that's right.
0: My buzz phrase for you is implicit faith. And this is, uh, we were reading uh, Chemnitz this morning, and he was talking about this, uh, how the Catholic Church um, uh, demands that you believe what they say apart from the scriptural proof for it, and Chemnitz says, uh, this is what I have called the Babylonian captivity of implicit
1: faith. That's fantastic.
0: (laughs) So that you have to believe uh, the teachings of the church apart from the scriptural proof. That's just fantastic. Implicit faith.
1: There it is. I want to know how many times you've called your new pastor vicar so far. Uh, I did once accidentally, yeah. but I immediately yeah. repented. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so there's <laughs> two pastors now there at Hope Lutheran Church. That's exciting that's right. times for, for Hope Lutheran Church.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: No. I hardly do anything anymore. Yeah. i got an associate you, pastor and a hammock. Pretty soon he'll be uh, doing your show prep for you. <laughs> hey, pastor. I, I don't have, have a vicar anymore, done? so could you? <laughs> 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 That's right. Pretty
0: soon we're going to play Are You Smarter Than Your Assistant Pastor.
1: Oh, yeah, that'll be good. That'll oh, be yeah. nice. All right, I have a voicemail. Let's listen to it.
2: Hello there, Pastors Gagline and Wolf Miller. This is Eric X. Cathedra, patriarch of the Chicago Scotch Party, called the doctrine I think it's time for the collection on Facebook and bumper sticker and church sign theology called Tombstone Theology. I happened to be running through a uh, cemetery uh, the other day uh, for exercise. I mean, the people are nice. They don't bother you. There's not a lot of traffic. And I was noticing some of the things written on tombstones. So here goes, and here's the canonical uh, new greeting for tombstone theology. Tombstone Theology. Today's Today, Tombstone Theology is brought to you from St. Boniface Cemetery from Chicago, Illinois, on a tombstone. Pray for me, my friend, for after this life is but the beginning of a more glorious end. From a Catholic cemetery. That's all. mediocrity forever, and I will see Pastor Wolf Miller hopefully next week at the uh, liturgy conference in Seward. Oh, yeah. Bye.
1: I'll be there. Now, did he just call it a liturgy conference? Is that what it is? It's a worship conference. (laughs) Worship and liturgy, same difference, you know. Everyone in the Medjugary Synod knows that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought so. That's what my district president was just telling me the other day. Go to the liturgy conference? (laughs) How's the liturgy? (laughs) What time is liturgy on Sunday morning? So uh <laughs> so the the tombstone there said, Pray for me, my friends, for what I, I embark on a a more meaningful end or a better end.
0: Yeah, that's kind of this double, life.
1: doubly weird. Now the pray for me, my friend, makes sense,
0: by the way. Yeah. For the Catholic Church. Because you know, most Catholics, you know where they go when they die? Purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh remember this. You know, the only way to make it into heaven. For the, if you're a Catholic, is to manage to do more good works than you even need to. You got to fill up your bank account with merit, and uh, and you fill it up. You invest in your own merit by doing meritorious works inspired by the grace of the Church. And most people can't manage it. Uh, you know, most people die without that bank account full, and so they got a. There's a gap that they have to make up by suffering in purgatory, and that can be assisted by the works and the prayers of the Church on earth. So that's what's going on there. So that makes what sense. What a crazy, weirdo thing to say from the Bible, though. <laughs> I mean, what kind of nonsense? You hear? Did we talk about this recently? That the problem with the Catholic Church is they see heaven like a bank.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we see it, of course, as it's described in the scriptures, like a courthouse, where the Lord is there accepting the evidence of the blood of Christ on our account, and there and then declaring us to be righteous. Uh, but they see it like a bank, and they're dispensing—they're um, dispensing the credit of, of the of good works uh, to various people.
1: Which I think would be depressing, because I mean, if you're not only supposed to uh, be good, but have a surplus of good works, I mean, I can't even break even, you know. I mean, I, I just want to come out—come out in the black. But uh, yeah, good thing you're not Catholic. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll have to have someone who does it perfectly on my behalf, who imputes his righteousness to me by. God's grace and mercy like we have in the teachings of Jesus Christ as found in the scriptures. Indeed. Which I guess we'll uh, believe in that uh, by faith alone. Yep. Alright, awesome. well, after this commercial break we're going to listen to the rest of the show that Pastor Wolf planned for you in uh, playing Preaching to Hollywood and name that document in the Book of Concord. Boy, you don't want to miss this. You can give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. We'll be right back.
0: And it seems such a time. If
2: that's what it's all about, Mama, moving, up, then
0: I'm moving out.
2: <laughs> Table Talk Radio. The disaster continues.
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Time to do a little preaching to Hollywood. We didn't really talk about Madagascar at all there.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm sure it'll Yeah, we come. did. did we? I, how are you feeling, by the way? Sounds like you got a little
0: cold. <laughs> Have you sorted out if
1: it's either allergies or malaria? <laughs> One of the two. I, I was thinking, I told you this before the show, I, I think we could do a little like Sarah McLachlan show here and be like, uh, there are th- there are at least three Americans suffering from malaria after having visited Africa. Your donation of ten cents a day <laughs> could help them buy their anti-malaria pills. Uh, uh, uh. Yep, I think that'd be good. I think so too. I know. I, I'm calling it malaria because it's more kind of heroic. Like, does <laughs> like, got some allergies? No, malaria. Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> You're a real trooper.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> either that or either that or allergies. Or I can't quite tell. <laughs> I'm allergic to the first world.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, I, I mean, I'm bringing malaria back to the states, which isn't contagious unless a mosquito bites me and then bites you. Right, that'd be some. Which pretty... is a
0: lo- good thing. It's a long ways away. <laughs> it's a long flight for a mosquito. I'm
1: gonna send you a box. It up it's just the box of mosquitoes that I had. <laughs> <Everyone laughs> Club Rogue River better will look out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, it's true though. You and I slept together underneath a mosquito net. <laughs> <laughs> that was romantic. Of
0: all the things to talk about in Madagascar, <laughs> that's probably the last one would have been on my list. It You're, was fantastic. We you, went you we were, went to Sambava to talk to uh, the Lutheran pastors in the synod there about Luther's pastoral theology. And these guys don't have Luther. I mean, they have the Small Catechism, but they don't have the access to uh, to hardly any other Luther's works. And so. They were hungry to know about the Lutheran do- doctrine, and I think the Church Lutheran Church of Madagascar, really, at least in that place, is kind of rediscovering uh, its Lutheran heritage in a very profound way. And it was really a privilege to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, it really was. Uh, and you know, as, as um, I think one of the things that I keep telling everybody is the the difference between the church here and church there, in that the church there is is full and there's congregations everywhere. And so that the, the pastors are more like circuit riders in that they, I mean, each pastor is caring for like 10 to 15 congregations. you can just imagine what that's like. And, and, uh, I was, I was telling someone about this and I said, you know, our prayer, uh, is that, you know, that, the Lord would bring like young people into the church or something like that. Their prayer in Madagascar is that the pastor can come by more often so they can have the lord's supper. <laughs> I know it I know it. <laughs> I mean it's just amazing yeah yeah that's
0: right uh, now we pray for each other in that too. Pray that the Lord would give them more pastors,
1: and they pray for us
0: that the Lord would give us more people
1: yeah, yeah. and and one more thing about that i i I think that that certainly changes things because, as you noted in in your uh session with uh, uh, there in Zimbabwe, is that when when we're kind of suffering in the church in some way, we sometimes panic and think that we have to do something ourselves. Uh, that's one thing that they don't have in Madagascar is this kind of fear of having to close congregations so that they need to kind of change who they are so that people will come to church. Uh, in Madagascar, you know, the church is the church. Take it or leave it. You know, they're they're not going to change because someone's thinking about not coming anymore. Uh, if you have a problem with the church, you have a problem with the church, and therefore you have a problem with God. Um, but uh, but here it's like, well, you know, people people might stop coming if we don't if we don't change this to make people happy. It's just not seen there in Madagascar. So anyway, that's right. Uh, let's do a little preaching to Hollywood. This is where we listen yeah, oh to yeah. a, a, a song. That's what and want to do next? Try to decipher what its basic meaning or worldview is, and how to preach to this individual who might be listening or singing or writing this song. So the first one that you have selected, Pastor feeler is Stay With Me by Sam Smith.
2: Guess it's true I'm not good at a stand But I still need love because I'm just a man
1: I did. yeah it keeps going yeah this is like karaoke look. time go
0: gain some self-control deep down i know <laughs> Maybe this never works
1: usually a karaoke <laughs> reflects the actual song yeah i i, kinda, uh, I lost it already but, but <laughs> here,
0: how about this the next uh, deep down i know this never works but you can lay with me so it doesn't hurt how, how that's oh won't you stay with me? Cause you're all I need. This ain't love. It's clear to see. But darling, stay with me. That this ain't love is the that's the kicker in this song. Yeah.
1: yeah wow. Yeah. Now, I mean, so at first you're thinking uh, I'm not good at this one night stand. So you're thinking, okay, this guy is seeing the shortcomings of the one night stand and is uh, you know looking for something more than just the one night stand. But then he says, hey, just stay with me. It's not love. But then the question comes, why am I so emotional? Well, do you think that maybe the sexual activity has something to do with emotion <laughs> that is not completely know. devoid from the i don 't know i that is the i mean there is this myth
0: of our hedonistic epicurean society that says that uh, our bodies are disconnected from our souls, so what you do with your body doesn't connect is un tethered from your identity and that is a lie and a uniquely dangerous lie so so paul says about sexual immorality that every other sin a man commits outside his body but this man commits inside his body in other words uh uh, sexual immorality is a is a a sin that is profoundly bound up to our identity and everything else that we are uh and the song is maybe a confession of that don't you would you think so or at least it's getting around that
1: i mean it's dealing with that realm yeah i think you're right um i mean the the, the idea has has been passed along that uh and this is from this kind of postmodern idea that if it feels good do it <laughs> i mean that yeah. that the, the chief goal of this life is to make sure that uh you're getting all the pleasure out of life that you want now, I think uh, we had slated to talk sometime at this show or the next about uh, about suffering and how this plays in, uh, yeah. which we'll we'll probably get to. But um, if if it, if life is all about uh, making yourself feel good, then I suppose it would make sense that you just uh, uh, you engage in the sexual activity with whomever you want to. But that's, I mean, look at the ramifications that it's had, that's had in our society. I mean, we have uh, children who are uh uh, uh never never know their parents or at least their dad uh, or even worse that uh, children are are being killed because um they wasn't fit into the plan well it just right. so happens that the lord has has placed um this gift within the context of marriage for the purpose of uh procreating and um and bringing forth children
0: yeah that's right it's also interesting that here the song talks about self control Uh, why am I so emotional? It's not a good look. Gain some self-control. So what is the (laughs) self-control? It's not about actually controlling your desires and living a chaste and decent life in what we say and what we do, but it's just not being emotional. Showing emotion, yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, about it. Isn't that something? That's amazing. And then it's not love. Normally you get this excuse. See, so, so as anger is to the fifth commandment, so love is to the sixth commandment. So if I'm angry... I don't have to love that other person. I can try to get even with him or hurt him or whatever because I'm angry with him. And so if I'm angry with you, then I can break the fifth commandment towards you and I don't feel bad about it. And we do the same thing with the sixth commandment. So often I yeah. say, "Oh, if I love the person, now I can have adultery with them and it won't be wrong." so that we use love as an excuse to break the Sixth Commandment, just like we use anger as an excuse to break the Fifth Commandment. But but this song is really interesting. It's, it, it's able to say, hey, this isn't even love. Uh, it's just a, a cure for loneliness. I'm, I'm going to use your presence next to me to cure the pain of my loneliness.
1: Right, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Okay, so now how do you preach to this person? Hmm, I don't know. Have you thought about it? I hadn't really thought about that.
0: Uh, here, here. This here's the line that you would maybe key off of. Deep down, I know this never works, but you can lay with me. Say, so, well, what? Why doesn't it work? Why doesn't it just having someone next to you? Yeah. Why? Why doesn't that heal whatever wound that you sort of feel? Uh, and, and so to reflect on that. Um, that that the all of these solutions that we try to come up with to heal our own pain all fall short including not only our sinfulness our sinful plots but even the plot of our good works comes up short the only thing that's going to work uh, at least that's going to work salvation is going to be the work of Christ dying on the cross
1: yeah and i was going to say too that uh you know these uh, I guess you would might call traditional values are not just ones that uh you know your your teacher told you about when you were in 7th grade or something like that but now you're grown up and you know better you can do whatever you want but uh, actually they're given to us by someone who does know better uh, they're given to us in the Ten Commandments, our Lord Himself and maybe our Lord knows us better than we know ourselves. Name. And to and to, to listen to what he has to say about us and in listening to that we're gonna understand that we're we're sinners with, with broken desires and we need our Lord to, to give forgive us of our sins as he does on the cross. More preaching Name. of Hollywood after this
2: table talk radio answering the age-old question if a radio show is broadcasting and no one listens does it still make a sound
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. In, uh, let's see, here we'll, about 12 minutes we'll be playing Name That Document in the Book of Concord. But first, two more rounds of Preaching to Hollywood. And hey, what is this,
0: uh, what number is this show? 302? Correct. So we, now look, at. you know we have 699 shows to our first post-millennial
1: show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, So, Pastor Wolfman, tell us about the second song. Tell tell us about the extreme. That was a buzzword. Did
0: you get the buzzword. Oh
1: no! That's the first time you've gotten this buzzword past me in like a millennial. That was
0: so obvious.
1: I know. That's post millennial. I, I thought, why You're are like, you the- talking about that? That's so weird. Okay, whatever. I'm
0: glad Dang that you it. don't expect normal stuff out of me. <laughs> kind of anyway, I was wanting segue. you to
1: explain your uh, thought process and criteria in selecting the songs for preaching to Hollywood today.
0: Mostly, I just did the top songs yeah. in the U.S. and just took a list of the top three who weren't playing. I didn't, I didn't really put a lot of thought into this thing. <laughs> Did you
1: even listen to these songs first? Uh, No. Okay, why? that's why this next song is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it called I, Fancy. Are we, by are we, uh, are we in for a great surprise on this one? Is yeah. it just a classic? Are we going to turn this one into our I new I think bump? this one's on. Yeah, it is. This is the new theme song. Here it is. This is what it sounds like.
0: Champagne feeling you
2: should taste that. <laughs> I'm so fancy.
1: Pick the, that, the best one, do that, do that. With that. paper rope, oh, I thought you knew <laughs> that, that. I knew that. I'd be the act, GGY, my name in ball. I've been working, I'm up in here with some change of throw. I'm
2: so fancy. You already know I'm in the first <laughs> <laughs> <best> thing. <lane>. From heaven to hell. I'm so fancy. Get your
0: taste,
2: girl. Remember my
1: name. <my> <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, only the best here for you on t- Table Talk Radio. Yeah, I'm looking what comes <laughs> next, and this is hopefully we had the radio edit on this one. I uh, I, pick, I picked the stanza selectively, just <laughs> for your listening enjoyment. Oh, <laughs> man. We don't we don't necessarily recommend you listen to the rest of the song. Yeah. Okay, so can you My can you goodness. make heads or, heads or tails anything that I, this yeah, might be oh, talking yeah. so about? Th-
0: we, we were talking about uh, there was a debate around the office here. This kind of thing that we talk about over here at Hope Lutheran. <laughs> about whether it's best to classify the worldview of the United States as epicurean or utilitarian. So the difference, I think, which I don't know too much about this, uh, but the difference is uh, utilitarianism understands that the purpose of life is to maximize happiness, whereas the epicurean understands that the purpose of life is to maximize pleasure. Now, now, th- that those two things, pleasure and happiness are often close to one another, but the the difference is the Epicurean is going to is going to kind of explicitly find pleasure in the things of this life. So um Uh in the fast lane from LA to Tokyo, so fancy, can't you taste the gold? Trash the hotel, get drunk on the mini bar, etc. That comes next. That is uh, Epicureanism, and that is the idea that I'm just joined to eat. This is this is the Epicurean theme. This is the Epicurean bumper sticker: Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we will die. And so
1: this is what's being uh, taught to us in this song. Fancy, and I mean this has been the theme so far in this game, <laughs> preaching to Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, this is yeah. this is the uh, the ideology, the 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 doctrine that. That uh, pervades our culture around us. That uh, money is most important. The partying, the uh, feeling good, as we mentioned before, and nothing else matters. And as you mentioned, Pastor Wolfman, this has no ramifications for our soul.
0: Right. Their God is their stomach, is the way that um, Paul talks about this in Philippians, uh, and it's a particularly hedonish way to live. Uh, and it is, but it it uh, I, I'm it is kind of I think in our youth culture but not even maybe just in America this is the uh this is the prevailing world view what gives you the most pleasure just do it you know do what feels right etc
1: right we're yep. we're,
0: we're hedons. hedonists.
1: <sighs> it's kind of sad yeah it is okay well uh who that who that how would you <laughs> don't you want to do that do that any lead on how you might uh talk to such a song I, I
0: think at some point you got to kind of just hang around waiting for the crash because you know Solomon t- tried this in his uh experiment called Ecclesiastes and he you know he he tried to maximize pleasure and and in the end it comes up empty. Right? So yeah i mean the, the, uh, the this the illusion that happiness that money can buy love and happiness etc and that uh, you know pleasure can be found through wealth or kind of these hedonistic pursuits at some point it comes up short uh and at the point that it comes up short then we have to be there but it's a tricky sort of thing cause, uh, because you could always say well the problem is the reason why i'm not kind of maxed out on pleasure and fulfilled therefore is because i don't have enough so i need more but at some point you then realize that it's um uh you know you you there, there there's an emptiness there that, that that underneath the paint there's no wall mm-hmm. um
1: so. well i mean i mean i yesterday was interviewed by the local newspaper about our trip to madagascar and um she asked me why do you think that the uh churches in africa are growing so much and uh i kind of had a hard time answering that because there's you know there's all kinds of maybe reasons we could speculate as to why um but i can't help but think that this isn't part of it right that you go over to, to madagascar and you see uh people just living on trash piles you know or or uh you know that their are living is to grow a few things out of their their home garden and to, to take it to the street and to sell it and, and to hope right. to to sell their bananas and get some money for it or something like that you know, i mean you you don't you don't grow up in Madagascar and sing a song about can you taste the gold and living in the fast lane from L.A. to Tokyo. I mean, it's just not there. And and when when that kind of mindset is peeled away, what's left? You're just kind of exposed in the sun, relying upon God to give you the rain and the sun that you need to to be able to bring some produce to the market. I mean— this, this, is, this humbles a person. Um, right. We, we, we so easily rely upon these false gods, and we don't even realize it in America. Um, because Everything's going to be okay because we have the money to fix it. Yep. So that might be part of it. I don't know if that's the reason. So I think that's right. Okay. Well, we have one more. you ready for it? Oh, yeah, this, man. This one is called I Am Wrong.
0: Oh, that sounds like a confession of sin here. Yeah, we'll see.
2: God
1: That's a demonstration why word order matters, right? (laughs) I think I accidentally said the song was "I am wrong," and and actually, the song is "Am I wrong?" That's a big difference. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Am I wrong? I know all these
0: songs. This one of the reasons why this playing this game is fun is because you hear these songs on the radio, and uh, we don't really pay attention. And now we're actually trying to look at what the words say.
1: It's kind of nice. Okay, so. What would you say is the crux of this song?
0: I don't know. I mean, here, am I tripping for having a vision? That comes next. My prediction, I'm going to be on top of the world. Your walk, walk, and you don't look back. Always do what you decide. Don't let them control your life. That's just how I feel. Fight for yours and don't let go. Don't let them compare you. No, don't worry. You're not alone. That's just how we feel. Ooh, look, from I to We. Um. I don't know. So that's just how I feel is kind of a... That's just kind of the cop-out. Come on. If you're going to say something, let it stand. Don't... Uh, look, that's just my opinion. <laughs> that's just how I feel. If you, who sings this? Uh, Nico and Vince? Come on, Nico and Vince. Stand up for what you believe. Don't be so wishy-washy.
1: Well, part of that, I think, is... Um, that that, I, that I, I know truth by my feelings. So that... Uh, You can't say that I'm wrong because this is how I feel. Yeah, that's right. There's this switch that
0: mysticism switches to where there's some part of the inside of us, some little section of our heart. I don't even know exactly what to call it. But it's meant to be reflective, but they make it receptive. So now what's meant to be thinking about what we're thinking about becomes the thing that determines what's right or wrong, and that's our feelings. Yeah. I'm sure that was pretty clear. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> clear as mud. All right, let's take a break. We'll finish up this song on the Preaching to Hollywood and then play Name That Document of the Book of Concord. You're listening to the one the only Table Talk Radio. And
2: you family-
0: Ask me why,
2: but you've been listening to Table Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. All right, Pastor. Good to be back. I know. So uh, am I wrong for wanting to, uh, what does this say? For trying to do what every else is or ain't what does this say? I ain't trying to do what everyone else is doing, just because everybody's doing what they all do if i if If one thing I know I'll fall but I'll grow, I'm walking down this road of mine, this road of mine I call home.
0: It's interesting. So the, I mean, that's the most interesting phrase, by the way, in this whole song, the road I call home. So this mixing of the metaphors, I mean, home and road are opposite. You travel on <laughs> the road and you stay at home. But it's saying I'm, my home is the road. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. So that there is no home, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm just
0: traveling along and I'm doing my own thing. I'm right. walking to the beat of my own drum. And I'm not going to be oppressed into uniformity right. with the expectations of society, et cetera, et cetera. I'm my own man. Right. We we have a worldview for this. Uh, what is that I worldview? Can't I can't remember.
1: That'd it's be
0: a, that'd be handy if you could remember these things. It would be. Uh, <laughs> probably our listener remembers. Right. Our worldview thing.
1: So is this uh, anti okay. So there's I think there's. Um, there's two different things here. There's the anti-authority, and then there there's the anti-mainstream, kind of anti-norm, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, so which is this? Uh, this is the anti-norm? I think, is a, I think this is anti-mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, someone wants to kind of beat... Uh, dance by the beat of their own drum and is, is what's so wrong about this am i wrong for wanting to do this i think apparently
0: thousands if not millions of people are singing along to this
1: very same song which is <laughs> ironic <laughs> i know it's like it's like uh the kids and kids in high school who wear like the black makeup and stuff to say i'm Not like everybody else, and they hang out with all their other friends who do that too. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I always like to
0: walk up to those guys uh, and say, "Hey, you're you're goth like me, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Our clerical clothes are gothic, also. All black. (laughs) Like, oh no, they probably
1: the next day they're going to show up in sweaters, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, sweater vests and crew cut hair. (laughs) Whatever I am,
0: I'm not like that dude. All right. I don't know how to talk to this guy, by the way. Um, Am I wrong for thinking that we could be something for real? And the answer is, I mean, on one hand, we embrace the individuality that the Lord has given to each of us, that we treat each other according to our names. And yet at the same time, we know that we are sinners and that we're not going to be at the end, like it says, my prediction, I'm going to be on top of the world. The answer, that's wrong you are a sinner and you are going to be condemned uh, apart from the Lord's intervention
1: uh, and his death for you. So, Yeah, I was going to say that I think, uh, well, I have a comment about that first. Um, I, I like what you said about that we embrace the individually that God has given us, that we are uh, crea- a creation of God and, and he has made us with unique uh, interests and talents and abilities and, and the like. And and, and we should embrace this uh, uniqueness that the Lord has created in us. Although I think it'd be good to point out, uh, is, is this your uniqueness, or is it just defined to be anti-culture? Yes. I mean, it's not, all that, uh, it's not all that unique. It's not all that you, if you're just trying to go be the foil against what is the norm. Right. So that's one thing. I think where I was going to start in on this was to just ask the question, well, what is wrong? You know, he says, is this wrong? Uh, am I wrong for for thinking this? Well, what is wrong? How do we know what wrong is? Yeah, and maybe absolutely. that would just be a good starting point to, yeah, to get good. to the law. So. All good. right, now with that completed, let's play a little name that document in the Book of Concord. I, this this by we the way we used to call this Book of Concord B for that's what like, I call it. Now. Shorter name <laughs>
0: I call it Book of Concord B. Now that you said that, this is dedicated to our brothers pastors in Madagascar who don't have the Book of Concord. Oh boy. That's another prayer to pray that the Lord would give them the Malagasy book of concord. That, what books do they have? They have the Augsburg confession, small and large catechism, small column. and small called articles. Yep, yep. So they still need the it's apology, the creeds, of course. And the uh, formula. Oh man. I don't know how you be a Lutheran church without that in stuff.
1: And primacy.
0: Power and primacy of the pope.
1: Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean uh, just think of this. I mean, so in in America when a man is ordained, he Uh, makes an oath to uphold the teachings in the book of concord but you can't make that oath and upon your ordination if you don't have it in your own language (laughs) so they they promised to uphold the teachings of the augsburg confession
0: (sighs) that's so we got to get them the book of concord asap here's a uh, passage our confessions approves honoring the saints in three ways The first is thanksgiving. We should thank God because he has shown examples of mercy, because he wishes to save people, because he's given teachers and other gifts to the church. The Second service is the strengthening of our faith. When we see Peter's denial forgiven, we are also encouraged to believe all the more that grace truly superabounds over sin. That superabound is a loaded word. And then the third honor is the imitation, first of their faith and then of other virtues. What was the first one? Thanksgiving.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, this a few kind of indicators to try and locate where this would be in the Book of Concord. Um, You have uh, this plural form pronoun of our, so uh, or just say we, something like that. Our 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 confession.
0: Our confession. So
1: so this is a a group of people making a confession. So this would uh, you know take out, for example, the small and large catechism. Where where Luther is, is writing his catechism, he doesn't say our confession. Uh maybe he does somewhere, but uh mo- mostly he's he's teaching as a as a pastor uh writing to the saints of the church. Um, I think where you see this though is where the uh the princes of Augsburg come together to make a confession. Um uh, or, sorry, the princes of Germany make a make a confession at Augsburg um, so this is going to be—and I, I happen to know also that the Augsburg Confession deals with the topic of the cult of the saints, so I'm going to venture the guess of Augsburg Confession. Uh, oh, it's going to be an apology then, isn't it? Yep. Apology. Okay, the so—
0: apology to the Augsburg <sighs>
1: Confession. That's rough. That. Anyway, so let me talk a little bit about the issue so here you have uh all these guys who are praying to saints for different things so if you uh it seems like you just to have like a an index book of what saint to pray to for b- this particular thing so if you're ailing of malaria, you know what what saint to pray to um, I think if you 're like selling your house you 're supposed to pray to Saint Joseph or something like that yeah I mean, there's all kinds upside of, down in the front yard yeah <laughs> uh, so you have all these things uh, that uh, that involve praying to the saints. And so um, the Lutherans came along and said, well, how do you know that those saints even hear you? I mean, that's that's the first question. Uh, do we have any promise in Scripture that the saints hear you? But you do have uh, a proper place to hold the saints, as you just said. We we can give thanksgiving uh, to what the Lord has done in the lives of the saints, that, uh, that their faith would be an encouragement and strengthen our faith, and then also that... We would imitate um, their vocations and our vocations. Um, their, their lives of faith and our vocations, I should say. So there is a, a, a proper place for the saints, but they're not to pray to. We have the promise that Jesus is the one mediator between us and God. Indeed. Well done. No well points, said. though. Ugh.
0: No points. Apology. Ugh. All right, give me another one. In our view of confession, therefore... We should sharply separate its two parts from each other. We should place slight value on our part in it, but we should hold in high and greatest esteem God's word in the absolution part of confession. We should not proceed as if we intend to perform and offer him a splendid work, but simply to accept and receive something from him. You dare not come saying how good or how bad you are. If you're a Christian, I, in any case, know well enough that you are. But if you are not, I know that even better. But what you must see, uh, to, what you must see to, is that you lament your problem and that you let yourself be helped to acquire a cheerful heart and conscience.
1: Okay, so this is going to be dealing with repentance and, in particular, the place of uh, absolution, confession, absolution. So um, you don't have this act, this uh, as I think some people would would assume, this kind of getting rid of. Confession and absolution in the Lutheran Church is actually upheld. I'm kind of going back and forth on a couple here. Um, I think you might be trying to trick me and read again from the apology, or it might be small called. It kind of sounds like small called, but I happen—I mean, I know that the apology deals with this topic. Um, I don't think that you'd. I'm just going to go from a psychological perspective. I don't think that you would pick from the apology twice. I'm going to guess what is the small called articles.
0: You were looking for the large category.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You're ridiculous. You picked picked a, uh, a passage that starts out with our just on purpose because of what I said. That's Boy. ridiculous. Okay, well, we have 20 seconds. What do you want to say about confession and absolution?
0: Uh, it, it, I think this is great. The two parts of absolution are, first, we confess our sins, but Luther says here, uh, so what? I mean, everyone's got sins. That's no big deal. But we emphasize the fact that that Lord's answer to our sins is the forgiveness of sins. Instead of his wrath, he, he takes away our sins and gives us his, his joy and mercy and peace. And that's the
1: great thing about the absolution. Well, man, well... We want to thank you, Pastor Wolfmiller, for preparing today's show. And thank you for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like Evan's malaria medicine.
2: <laughs> Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for I don't everyone. actually have Please malaria. Consult your pastor before think. listening to oh. Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, I mean, pain, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion Never to know. incomplete sentences. We'll see. Injury, psychosis, <laughs> coma. Pain, might be our last episode. Cancer, brain tumors, <laughs> Sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to find the capitalist on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.